What does it mean to be a vulnerable Christian man? Walking through life weak and powerless is not what Jesus had in mind for us. It's time to fight. It's time to get comfortable being uncomfortable. We are OB Sean, Brandon, and Shane, and this is The Uncomfortable. Hello and welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. Have you ever been called out by your spouse? No. No? Me either. Like, no. Are you talking about hourly or? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> is there a uh, quota? The day-to-day. Daily or? This uh, is, I mean, this is a good topic to talk about opening the show. If, it, number one, if you haven't ever been called out by your spouse. You're not married. You're, you're not married. <laughs> <laughs> We're talk, this, you're, made me say, this made me think of something from last Sunday. You're, you might. We talked about this on the last episode. You might just be living with a roommate. So we we Shane and I lead some young young adults and college students, and Shane and I generally wind up on the young adult side of the room, and um, and I would say that it's men and women. It's young. It's girls. Some, you yeah, know, young. There's ladies usually and, there's a couple girls that come over to the yeah. young adult side, and these are like kids that have graduated college and. In the early twenties, yeah, yes. early twenties. I would say, yeah, early twenties early into mid twenties. Okay, yeah. Um, and we've been talking about conflict resolution. Yep. And so this kind of goes yeah. hand in hand, you know, with with you know, has your wife ever called you out? This guy's sitting here, and I really like this guy. Uh, he he's one of those young men that seems wise beyond his years from a standpoint of when he says something. Has a lot of meaning, but he doesn't say a lot. Uh-huh. Okay. So, um, he said. So we were sitting there talking about uh, conflict, you know, and how being always right isn't always right. Yeah. You know, and 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 we we're. I was just. I was taught. I was kind of relating it a little bit to marriage, which is you can't do that all the time because none of them are married right now. Uh, they may be in a relationship. I find myself. Like all my stories are ninety percent of them are about being married, and I'm just like, you guys will know one day. Yeah. But just pay attention to this, write it down, make sure that you remember exactly what I'm saying. And they're like, they're checked out. They're, they're talking to you. Yeah, You're yeah. Talking. I wish exactly. somebody would have shook me. Yeah, but you don't remember that stuff. No, it doesn't sink in. They don't care. So I have to. I'm gonna have to like. I, I'm gonna start making stuff up. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I've I've kind of I've kind of done that a little bit. Um. Anyway, this guy, and I'm like, so what? I said something about I'm trying to remember the exact context of the conversation, but I said, what you know what would you what would you think about being in a relationship like that where you know you're you're always right or you have to always be right and he and he said, well, first of all, he said, nobody's ever always right. He was like, but he was like, if you're in a relationship where one person is always doing the decision-making and always right and the other person never speaks up and they won't do it and they're just okay with laying down, you're you're with a loser. <laughs> <laughs> and class is over. <laughs> did, he, did he classify which one in that scenario is the loser or was he just talking about both of them? He was just talking about whoever whoever just completely lays down and isn't willing to stand up for themselves at all, ever, you know, and the other person is just always pushing them around mm-hmm. and, and being that that aggressor. He's like, you're just, you're married to a loser. 
Like you know, it. and wow. and and I said, dude, I love you. Pro- profound, <laughs> you know, <laughs> profound words. And, sir. and and he came up to me after class, and he was like, I hope that that wasn't too harsh. <laughs> and, and, and I said, man. It was right on I point. Like this guy. <laughs> I like this guy. There, but there are some relationships where you know one of the persons, one of the persons in the relationship tends to be more the passive, pants. or the, the, the pants or the passive. Yeah, and you know we, I think we all see some of those marriages and think like, man, if I was that dude, we don't. We, we but you all can't, do. Yeah, at this can, table, I know. Yeah, you <laughs> cannot put your relationship in their situation no you can't because every human is so different and that's why and and every marriage is so different yeah Um, yeah but the goal is the same yeah if if you're if you're if you're seeking christ uh in your marriage then Mm -hmm. then ultimately there is a Dichotomy. There you go. Uh, <laughs> no, I, like I like it. I like <laughs> it. There's like a it. dichotomy between the husband and the wife that that uh, ultimately is the same. Yeah. You know. In, yeah. In a, in you a have the same goal. Yeah. I got called out yesterday. I got to watch it. it yeah. Was Brandon awesome. was like sitting at my kitchen table witnessing <laughs> me being called out like a little pansy. <laughs> <laughs> this is truth. <laughs> so yesterday, I I couldn't sleep last night because I I'm getting to where. This pains me because this is one of my favorite things to do. I took a nap yesterday for about an hour, hour and a half, from like 4 to 5.30 or 4.30 to 5 or 6 or whatever. Get up, eat dinner, get some stuff done around the house, hang out with the kids, family. Gets bedtime and, you know, about 11 o'clock I lay down and could not go to sleep. I get in these zones to where, like, I'll fall asleep and then wake up. Fall asleep, wake up, fall asleep, wake up. Like, with sweats and stuff, it's weird. So, I was finally, I was just watch a movie, whatever. I ended up going to sleep about 2.30. And I texted Obi the next morning. We are supposed to work out at, like, 6.30. I woke up at 6.30. I was like, man, it's not happening today. I'm out. Roll back over, slept, slept good. Didn't wake up till 9.30, maybe 10. And uh, get up, and when I have those moments, I've always beat myself up about, like, I feel like I wasted a day, like not like let, don't let any joy come out of what just happened to being able to sleep in and, and feel, <laughs> feel uh, refreshed, right? you know? Right. So I come in the kitchen and Brandon was there. He'd come over and he was working and uh, I was just like, I don't know what I'm going to do today. Cause like, I feel like I've ruined my whole day. Now, mind you, it's only 10 o'clock. Like there's still a bunch of hours in the day. This is my cycle. Yeah. And Courtney just said basically either enjoy it and be okay with it or don't do it and get to work get shut your mouth and quit (laughs) complaining quit being a little baby she basically said either own that you're doing nothing today or do something i don't want to hear it (laughs) that's basically what she said And she was she wasn't that ugly. He took it like a champ, and he's like, "You're right." And I was just like, "This is awesome," because yeah, Leah yeah. does it to me all the time. She's like, one of the things she does to me often, and this is uncomfortable. But as we've aged, I recognize she sees my flaws better than anybody. Yeah, and uh, she'll say, real quietly, "Babe, it ain't always about you." <laughs> And she'll just pass by. And it's gotten to be almost a running joke where when I'm acting like it should be about me, I'll go, I know. 
it ain't about me because I'm selfish. I mean, I, we acknowledge, acknowledge this. And, and she even says, you're selfish and you provide and it matters. And so she makes me feel a little better. But then she's like, it ain't all about it's you. Like, I'm build you up and tear you down. That's right. Yep. Same time. Then I'll build you back up because yep. I love you. These are the people that we spend the majority of our lives with. And so if we don't figure out how to be called out, how to call out in love and how to be <laughs> called out. Yep. Like that, I, I seriously have had a problem with that up until, you know, Courtney and I have really grown our relationship, but probably up until two years ago. Yeah. We're just having this discussion last night. Uh-huh. It's like where she can call me out and say, hey, yeah, it's something I see in you, Bubba. Like, mm-hmm. you kind of suck at this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm telling you so that you're aware of it because I see it. Yep. And uh, do something about it, right? And you you can take that one of two ways. It's it, it, it usually doesn't happen in the middle. Nobody usually takes that in the middle of like no. it. It's it, it's all. First of all, you can take it. It's it. I don't know. You could probably argue it both ways. Some people maybe take it more harshly from yeah. their wife, and some people may take it less harshly from their wife. I think our wives. We've been married long enough now that they know how to come at us uh-huh. to yeah. where, for the most part, yeah. sometimes it's like, you're coming at me wrong. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't like the way this is going. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but, but for the most part. You just you just freaking Mike Tyson me, yeah. the uppercut, when you could have just tapped me on the shoulder. <laughs> right. Yeah. Could have held uh, me you, close, you hurt, tiny you, you hurt. You hurt my feelings. You hurt my <laughs> Hey, and that's the real thing, man. It's like, you know, as a dude, how many times have you said to your wife, you hurt my feelings? Very, I cannot recall. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. I've probably said that more in the past couple of years, and, and granted, it's not that much, but what you said hurt me. Like, I'm being real and vulnerable here because that, that's something as a man yeah. we don't say. That's we want to go to anger. Mm-hmm. We want to be upset about it and say, I'm mad about it. I'm mad about it. Well, that's not the initial emotion. No. The initial emotion is the cut. Yes. Like, this hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I'm emotional. Yeah. I'm an emotional human being. And recognizing that versus immediately turning that cut to pain, to yeah. t- to anger, Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, is is something that takes practice. It does. If I'm you, I'm reading right. a book right now called Sacred Marriage. Okay. And, and it is it's it's one of the bigger books that I've read. I've just gotten into reading over the last few years. And That's daunting. Um, like when you pick it up, it's got some weight it to does. it. It's, it's like, really it's like, got some weight to yeah. it. And uh, my uncle um, did a Bible study over it, but I mean it would have been like a year long Bible study cuz this book is yeah. it's, it's a it's a good book. Uh, a guy named Gary Thomas wrote. I talked a little bit on the last podcast. You ever heard of Gary Thomas? I, I'm thinking I may have read this. Sacred Marriage. I'm looking at uh, it. Must be an, it must be an issue when you read so many books, I you ha- can't remember if you read that book <laughs> or not. That's, I have read it. Really? It's fantastic. It's a very good book. It'll it'll literally like punch you in the <sighs> face as a husband. Man. It, like every night. Yeah. Every night. Uh, so my, It's I got, good. Uh, so I imagine Obi and I are similar in this facet. We read a book. And if it's impactful in any way, we start trying to figure out how we're going to implement it. Yeah. Well, let me just tell you something. This is another beauty of marriage. And we didn't really have a plan to what we are going to discuss today. My wife does not need to be personally developed by me. That's good. This is good. Let's open up in prayer and then we'll talk about (laughs) 
We'll talk about being the Holy Spirit in our partners' lives. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we just lift you up. We want to praise you. Uh, and, and honor you in all things that we do. Lord, uh, we just want to lead others to you. I want to pray that uh, whatever you lead us to discuss today would be honorable to you and lead others towards your light. And uh, we love you in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So a running joke in our marriage is like Brandon, Leo tell people Brandon reads all the time, and it's always personal development. And there is some truth to that, even if it's a a book based in you know scripture or finances or mindset and it's probably been in the last year or two I think she would probably agree where I've gotten way better at praying through whatever information I'm taking in and I always I use this example so much the triangle God at the top me here and whatever is here, I can only get it to there if God sees fit. I cannot look over here and get to God. Right. So I've gotten better at recognizing that she, she does not need my personal development. Yeah, I've it, met her before. She doesn't. No. She's, <laughs> yeah. she's perfectly just fine yeah. taking care of herself. Yeah. Well, it, but you're, when you're reading those books and you're constantly being developed and learning how professional personal developers personally develop uh-huh. people by enacting that and implementing it in your life, you naturally are inclined yeah. to look for ways to help others. Sure. And well, when you're, I mean, when you're enlightened and that's yeah. what books do, they enlighten you to things that you didn't think about before. It's a, you know, process of collaboration. You're collaborating with the author. You want to, when you're enlightened, you want to enlighten other people. Yes, that's and, true. Yes. And uh, it's just a natural thing is like, and so, uh, you know, tell us about how you enlighten your wife. Well, I'll tell you how not to. <laughs> <laughs> and y'all laugh because y'all y'all been there. Oh, we've done yes. it. Yes. Um, you do not go, hey, you should do this. Hey, I got this plan that yeah. uh, I'm still working on what I need to do, but here's what you need to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that works, right? I learned that years ago. Okay. I don't do as well. I don't do that. And I, I think... When you really recognize that her relationship with the Lord is personal and mine with the Lord is personal and we can have a relationship with the Lord in our marriage together, all the other stuff is just stuff. So if it doesn't fit in those lanes, and I think it's a great vetting process as believers. We're in a marriage and we are both believers then you can always pray through that is how I'm approaching this. Why I'm approaching this. If I'm approaching this, is this in God's lane? Like it's all in God's lane, but am I praying through it that way through his spirit? Right. And when I didn't and don't, it never goes well. Yeah. You know, it. it's, um, that book, you know, reminds me of a, of a, of a part of that book. Um, it's like, again, it's called sacred marriage and it is basically a walk it's, it's this author's walk through the Christian marriage and how uh, he interprets God, God's intention for it. Does it have kind of a... Well, I'm just... The, the topic on the front, and I remember this now, and it's so good. What if God designed marriage to make us holy more than to make us happy? Yes. Mm. Yes. That and so, so, so that that's, that's deep, you know, but... One thing that I felt like was really relatable to what you just said there 
is, you know, we look at our marriage and, and the book talks a lot about how, you know, these honeymoon phases, these, these, the, the fact that, you know, we, there's a 7 billion people on the planet. You choose this one person to, to live your entire life with every day. And you're putting two very imperfect, very selfishly motivated, very prideful, um, very sinful humans together and expecting them to live in this holy matrimony, um, you know, of imperfection for the rest of their lives every day. And it's like, is that possible? Well, no, without God, it's not. (laughs) But what, what I'm getting to is he, he talks about in this book, how, you know, we have seasons in our marriages where in, and, and you can, you can probably relate this to most relationships in life, but particularly in your marriage, whenever you got two people that are truly kind of seeking the same goal, um, you know, is most of us measure our marriage off of, you know, our satisfaction or our dissatisfaction with our spouse with, with, with the other person, mm-hmm. you know, and we go through seasons of, you know, I'm not, I'm not happy with the way things are going. I mean, we go through seasons where we're super happy with the way things are going. And, and what Gary Thomas says in, in this book is that his wife is his God thermometer. Okay. And, and so he, he says that we are not in marriage to measure our disfat our, our uh, how our relationship is going based off of just the interactions between our spouse and ourselves are the success or the satisfaction of our marriage should be measured on how close and tight and how our relationship is going with the Holy Spirit and with mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. And so in those moments where we are really tied into the Lord, we're connected to the Holy Spirit if you haven't noticed this yet, your marriage will go very well during those times of your life. And if you find yourself being dissatisfied with your wife or your spouse and you just can't figure out why, maybe you should go check your God thermometer and see how tied into the Lord you are mm-hmm. in that moment. And and uh, most of the time, in his uh, opinion, you know, when we're in a season of dissatisfaction or, you know, just not being happy with our spouse, maybe we need to check our relationship with God, mm-hmm. um, which I, that was one of those moments where I'm reading and I stopped reading the paragraph and I said, hey, Amy, listen to this, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. and I just read the paragraph. What do you think about that? Yeah. She's like, it's pretty on point, isn't it? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, so that, that's it, good. It's pretty good stuff. When uh, Courtney will tell you that when she stopped trying to be the Holy Spirit in my life, then our relationship started to flourish. Mm. And she she had to, uh, I I think because of how I am, she felt like she needed to be. Uh, as your brother. Yeah. That's very understandable. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon thought he needed to tell me what to do all the time. Jeez. So, somebody, they just didn't know, like, they didn't realize my plan you know, what I had going on and that I had, you know, I had it all taken care of. Um, so they thought they needed to make a plan for me. So let's dig into that, Shane. All right, let's dig into that. So 
do you naturally um, push people away that try to tell you what to do now? Now, no. Okay. Depends on what kind of relationship I have with them. Okay. So, yeah. like, if if you if you saw some things, Obi Baker, in my life that weren't honoring to the Lord, and you and you came to me and you said, "Hey, I see some things," I would I would react to that in a way of like, "Well, he's probably got a point." Dude knows me pretty well. Yeah. I see him almost every day. We have a really good relationship. Um, a couple of years ago, I mean, I have a natural tendency to buck any kind of authority. Yeah. It is like rooted. I don't know where it came from. It's been since, you, since nature, you were I don't know. a baby, a kid. Just one of those well, things. It that, could be because maybe the people in your life feel like you didn't have a direction, and they needed to give you that. That's, that's I, yeah. I was yes. I think that's, that's very point. possible because it was just kind of like just kind of flow, flowing yeah. with the wind. Yeah, I was a guy, and I was a kid in the outfield picking flowers and picking my nose, and right. you know that. So, so I think naturally, I mean. In, this isn't everybody. We all. I mean, it doesn't matter what, whatever, whatever was maybe pushed on us as children or growing up is naturally a situation where we might buck a little bit yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or as we've gotten older. Yeah. Uh, but you've actually gotten to the point where, yeah, that's that's a part of me. Yeah. But I recognize it now. Right. I think you have to be aware and recognize like yeah. where where we are, where we do fall short. Because that all that all comes back to our relationship with the Lord and and how we're striving to grow closer to Him. You're talking about you know basically our happiness not being rooted in our spouse. Our spouse. First uh, Thessalonians five, uh, I think it's sixteen says, "Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you." I didn't say give thanks when things are good with our spouse or when our job is going great or, you know, when we're making good money or that's not what it says. It says give thanks in all circumstances. And you can go to James, which touches on that deeply about, you know, basically considering it all joy when we experience trials because we know that God's uh, basically wisdom is being poured into us. And then you go back to Solomon, the wisest man in the world, when he wrote Ecclesiastes and he says, Everything is hevel. It's vapor. You know, we can't grab it. We can see it. And then it brings you right back to that verse. Mm-hmm. So rejoice in the Lord and everything. Rejoice in the Lord when my wife says, suck it up. Yeah. You're not leading. Or whatever. You know, it, could I take it out on Leah? Yeah. But I also have somebody who has stood by me through some of my darkest times. And being God's grace when nobody else should have been giving me it and she was exuding it. And if you've got to recognize that, Lord, thank you for putting this person mm-hmm. as my person on this earth. And the God thermometer is great because that is a great analogy of Leah. One of our running jokes in our marriage early on up until the last couple of years is, I'm tired of having to be the one apologizing. And she said, we'll quit doing stupid stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's mic drop because I know oh, she man, loves you, me and gives me grace, and I know she's right. Yeah, I, I mean, don't want to hear it. Yeah. How I felt growing up, but I was just like he's he's a lost cause, and I'm tired of telling him that he's an idiot. You know. Hey, but it's you know when something is like intertwined in the fabric of who you have seen yourself as your entire life. 
when somebody says quit doing something, you think how? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're like, yeah, that's right. But 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 how? Yeah, you know, and 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 so that's. I mean, I think that that needs to be said. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, because we all we all have those things that we feel like we've maybe grown up thinking that's just who I am, you know, and, and but, it's but, part and it's part of the fabric of you. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Everybody uh, excels at different things and everybody struggles with different things. So the other day, well, we've been d- wanting to do this fantasy football league. Oh gosh. Yes. <laughs> we have mirrors in, in pr- proverbial or what, what's the right word? Like there's mirrors all around us. Right. That yeah. reflect like where, where we suck. Um, <laughs> I know what word you're are. looking for there. Um, anyway, if you think of it, tell me. Yeah, well, so we've been wanting to do this fantasy, this family fantasy football league. My daughter initiated it. She's been wanting to play for a while. Um, then Memphis took it. Memphis uh, grabbed it. Took it. it he's my middle light. Yeah, he's my middle son. So we've been trying to figure out. You know, we're all busy, and it's a family league. With OB. Plus, plus me. One baker. <laughs> nine goslings and one Gosling. baker. <laughs> I told him It's so day, perfect. I bet him $1,000 that a goslin would get first or second. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a dumb bet. That, 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 that doesn't. That was a dead I, I didn't take the bet. Yeah. <laughs> so. so we've been talking about this fantasy league, and we've been trying to kind of get it going. You know, first football game is uh, when you're watching this, it'll be tonight. You know, we're a couple weeks behind, but. You'll see this a couple weeks behind, but it's tonight. And so we had planned on trying to get this thing drafted on Monday, which was Labor Day. That didn't work out. We had people going in different directions. You got 10, 10 people going. Di- now, m- mind you that four of them live in my household and four of them live in his household and then my dad and then Obi. So, like, it shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but, man, so – but Memphis is super – Super stoked, stoked about this really fantasy football. It just excited. He's he came up to me three times the other day at the house and he's like, Mr. Obi, Mr. Obi. He's like, Are you in? <laughs> like, no, Th- that is what it was like to live with Shane Gosling. <laughs> yeah. I kid you not. Like, hey, dude, get on my Memphis, schedule. I'm in, bro. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. Are you hey, 100% Dad, in? He's in. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bud. I heard him the first two times. <laughs> So the other night we're laying in bed at Sunday night, Dad. We're drafting tomorrow. I don't, you know, I don't know, bud. You know, everybody's calendars are, are different. Um, we'll play it by ear. We're gonna get this thing done. Trust me. And he's like, got his notepad <laughs> on the computer researching players, writing it down. Okay, <laughs> like he spent hours and hours on this. Asked me again. All right, you sh- are, are we gonna do it or not? And then I see he's texting Max, his cousin. He's like, Max, I don't know if this thing's going to happen. <laughs> like, it, uh, my, my dad said, maybe we'll draft tomorrow, maybe we won't. But, like, you know, knowing my dad, like, it just might not happen. <laughs> That's basically what he's getting at. <laughs> and he asked me over and over and over again about this fantasy football draft. And Courtney said, if you mention a fantasy football draft <laughs> one more time, we're canceling the whole league. Right. Leave it alone. Go to bed. It got there. Yeah, it got there. <laughs> yeah. Next day is Monday. We don't. We're not able to get it in, and like dreams are starting to be shattered at this point. <laughs> Dad, are, Dad, are we going to do it tomorrow? Can we? So we planned this thing for what eight thirty 
on Tuesday night. We planned it for 8.15. Yeah. Yeah. Then it went to 8.30. Then 8.45. Yeah. Yeah. And at 9.50, my wife says, are you, are you, You how much longer are you going to be? Yeah. And I said, ah, I don't know, 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And I said that four times. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say, how many times did you say that? What draft, what draft, you know. These things take time. Yeah, they do. That's part of the problem. Another part of the problem was like getting everybody set up because we don't give our kids unlimited access to the internet. They have devices, but they can't just download any app. So you I'm looking to- at mine. I have all four of our teams on my login. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was. So I had. Yeah, you, you had to been there, man. Yeah. Oh, dude. so we're on speaker. With we should have brought you in just for pure entertainment. I tried to call him. Okay, we knew better. That was wise, very (laughs) wise. We've got Shane's whole crew in the background on speaker. My whole crew in the background, which is Max and Scout sitting next to me, talking smack on the draft board to each other in the same room (laughs) that they can touch each other. Mind you, (laughs) that all of their names say Brandon Gausser, Brandon Gausser. So it just looks like he's talking mess to myself. I I really thought it was all you. I was like, Brandon's pumped. (laughs) He's excited. And then dad and mom are on the phone listening to what all their babies are saying and dying. Man, I wish I could have heard that. I wish I could have heard that. Because I wanted to hear like Miller... I really wanted to hear Miller and Memphis and probably Max think, like every time I picked a player, man, Obi got. Yeah, it was there. Know? It was, was there it really? every time. I think every time Courtney picked a player, Miller would be like, "That's who I was going to pick." And <laughs> yeah. you're sitting in the same room. Yeah. If we really had been thinking that would have been the entertainment I value, thought about we should have recorded it. all that. Yeah. Man, my house was. They were so excited. It was electric. You know, like when your kids just eat too much sugar, and they just go crazy. That's what it was like. Yours were, yours were they were ramped wild. up, bro. I mean, they were wound. I threatened mine because the other two little ones were asleep. Yeah. Okay. So, like, we were trying so to. How how did we get here? Okay. <laughs> this is the, the mirror, is yes. that uh, during this whole process with my middle son, Memphis, and how um, insistent he was about getting this thing done, I realized that that's me. <laughs> That is totally, totally me and how much I might drive people crazy. Right. Because now in my later years, I've realized this and calmed down quite a bit, but I hope. Um, Like the overpowering of an idea in my head being pushed onto others to a point of just like absolutely insaneness is not healthy. (laughs) And so I'm seeing this reflection of me and I'm thinking, you know, at at, at some point I'm Lord, you know, I need more patience with him. I'm not going to make it. And why is it that when somebody acts just like (laughs) me, that it bothers me? Oh, that's such a great question, man. I really, I think at the end of the day, we all have these things that, that like we said earlier, are the fabric of who we are. Yeah. And and if you search any kind of personality, traits, psychology, you know, maybe maybe you maybe you know your Enneagram or, or whatever that is. if you read the Enneagram book, there is a unhealthy you, there is a semi healthy you, mm-hmm. and there is a very healthy you. Mm-hmm. And and so and I like the Enneagram does pull some spirituality and, yeah. and, and into that. And so 
I think it's just a matter of finding all of those areas where you could potentially be unhealthy you mm-hmm. and yeah and and work toward getting into the healthy you know aspect of yeah of of whatever that particular thing is good so. point the unhealthy me is the one is that's like the dadgum rockweiler that locks on and locks the jaws once and you will get not the let scent, it go you won't let go yeah yeah but you have your wife now you have a child yeah i have one of me in the house too so unequivocally it is me like max goswick is me reincarnated 15 minutes early is late He's already writing down goals on his board. Nobody's hey, watching, you know, all those things. If if I'm picking teams, yeah, I want both of you guys on my team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so okay, that's true. So, yeah, me too. Same uh, here. Hey, I'm just saying, um, you know, there's there's a the point is there's a place for all of us. Yeah, that's true. And um, and and we all can use those things that sometimes are unhealthy to our strengths. That's yeah, true. good stuff. Good All stuff. right, cool, man. Appreciate you guys being here. Uh, if you would, help us reach more people for Jesus. Hit that like, share, subscribe, and share. Ring the bell for notifications. We don't ever say that. Ding! When a new video is released. Video or podcast are released uh, on Tuesdays and Fridays. Mondays and Thursdays? Mondays and Thursdays. I'm thinking about another one. <laughs> Mondays and Thursdays, uh, new episodes are released. Uh, so uh, continue to check us out. Appreciate you being here. Go kick the day in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one.